Next on BYU Sports Nation, just sign on the dotted line. National Signing Day, who's in, who's out, and how BYU football gets better today. We'll analyze the signing class of 2014, key transfers, and the 18 return missionaries ready to put on the Cougar Blue. Plus, BYU TV's Dave McCann joins us live from Sochi, Russia, bringing the Winter Olympics a little closer to home. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, February 5th, what is up? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with my dude, Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you may be listening. Great to have you with us on National Signing Day. The first Wednesday in February has become a bit of a national phenomenon in the football world. Athletes all over the country deciding where they would like to pursue their dreams both on and off the field of play. 14 signees thus far today for the BYU Cougars, and BYU, for the most part, have enjoyed a successful signing day morning. Big-time players inking their futures to play in Provo, Utah, particularly at the wide receiver position. Taysom Hill, telling you what, he is a happy guy right now, one of many happy guys that either play, coach, or root for BYU. Yeah, exciting day. Uh, And a couple days ago, I wasn't nearly as excited as I am today, because it's been 40 days since the end of the Fight Hunger Bowl, 26 days until spring practice starts, and of course, the countdown to Connecticut is on. Countdown to Connecticut. 204! Yeah, so this is wedged between the end of the 13th season, the start of the 14th season, if you will, with spring practice. We're going to break it down like nobody else will. By the way, uh, if you've been paying attention to the show, you know we've got you covered today. 3 Eastern on BYUTVSports.com, a press conference with Bronco Mendenhall. 8 Eastern tonight, an hour-long special showing you video of all the high school guys and transfers, uh, graphics of the return missionaries. Every single guy that BYU signs today, plus the return missionaries, we're talking, I believe, 39, 38 to 39 guys. Bronco Mendenhall is going to comment on every single one of those guys tonight on the show with you, Smith. You want to know what's up? You know where to go. Unprecedented coverage of signing day for the Cougars on BYU Radio, starting with this show, BYU Sports Nation, and then, as Jerem mentioned, on BYU TV. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. That hashtag, all about giving you, BYU fans, a 24-7 avenue to link up across BYU Sports Nation. Have your say, whenever, wherever. And while you're at it, give us your thoughts on today's Twitter question. Sum up your thoughts on signing day in 140 characters or less. I know there are those that say, you know what, these guys are gonna eat, won't even have an impact for five years for BYU. Guess what? There are a bunch of guys that are going to play this year that we're going to break down. There are some guys that, you're right, won't make an impact till post-mission. But they're in the Cougar family. BYU got them. They are part of this, and they're going to be a big part of it in the future. Some of those guys will do it this season. We'll help BYU right away, especially the receivers, especially the linebackers. The two points of emphasis for Bronco Mendenhall. This is a different class than Bronco Mendenhall has ever had because of the for a lot of the reasons that you just brought up. Like there are guys that are going to be able to contribute and participate right now more more than any other class, I think, because of the way that the roster is shaking up. The missionary age changed things, and we'll we'll discuss that. Sum up your thoughts on signing day in 140 characters or less using the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet of the day comes uh, as a shout-out to at TashaLynn19. She says, newfound fan of hashtag BYUSN, trying to catch up on old shows and work at the same time. You guys do a great job. Thank you, Tasha. Great to have you on board. We're counting on you to carry the flag to all of your friends and family. BYU Sports Nation continues to make an impact across the country. We are glad to be a part of it. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Sign on the dotted line. Who's in right now? 14 signees thus far. We'll start with high school offense, Jeremy Matt Bushman, the number 14 tight end according to Rivals, 6'5", 215 from Tucson, Arizona. He's going straight out on a mission, uh, we're told. This, this, is a, this is a big tight end. Get 26 touchdowns as a senior. Watched his, watched his video. 6'8", this guy's really big. Uh, they have a big target in the future. Straight on a mission. Again, from Tucson, Arizona, Sabino High School, Matt Bushman signing on with the BYU Cougars. At the wide receiver position, we'll start with the son of a guy who uh, 
knew a few things about returning you a, punt, a, a you kick. Die. You punt, you die. James dies, son. Trey die. Five nine wide receiver out of Abilene, Texas, in Cooper High School. Four four eight forty yard dash. Uh, a guy that appears to. He's going to play this year. Possible J.D. Falsev replacement. Speed in the slot. Could be a kick and punt returner as well. Let's keep it rolling. On to the offensive line. Austin Chambers, 6'5", 297. Offensive lineman from Shawnee Mission, Kansas. Bench is 350. Squat of 450. The offensive (laughs) line, if BYU skill position... Uh, players won't matter if the offensive line does not improve. BYU rushed for a record number of yards this year, but the O-line must get better, and so this is one of, I believe, eight different guys that BYU's bringing in, whether it be RMs or high school guys. T. John Karoma, offensive lineman, six foot 255, also a freshman, obviously, out of Allen, Texas. So some guys from the Midwest beefing up that BYU offensive line. Okay, six foot, so a little shorter for an offensive lineman, but two and two fifty five, a little under underweight. But guess what? You watch this guy. You watch this guy on tape. He's amazing. He had let's see, a hundred ten pancake blocks. That means you get the guy <laughs> off his feet. You watch his video. He is rolling fools. I mean, picking them up and throwing them down. I don't care if he's six foot two fifty five. He'll beef up. He's got a little bit of time. He is a really good player. Three-star recruit by ESPN.com. Number 25 rated center in the nation by ESPN.com. BYU was hoping to get Damian Mama. He's going to USC. That that's, would have been a nice get. They did not the get That's the one him. big name that did not recruit to BYU thus far this morning. He will play at USC, staying true to his Southern California roots. He's from Bellflower. Uh, he went to St. John Bosco, which is a big-time Southern California high school program down there uh, and a big feeder school for USC. So Steve Sarkeesian beefs up his offensive line with Damian Mama as he chooses the Trojans over BYU and Alabama. We don't get the hat guy very often. We just don't. And that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. The high school defenders now. On the defensive line, more size. Zach Daw from Pleasant Grove, Utah, 6'4", 280 pounds. Uh, straight out on a mission for him. Uh, wrestling uh, champ, all Ameri- two-time All-American wrestler. Uh, that guy will be good. He has good push off the line in his highlights. So after a mission, Zach Daw will be a part of the program. Some more family ties right here with Tiankum. Tico Fuga, Romney Fuga's little bro. Defensive line, 6'1", 280 from Huntington Beach, California. What a great name, Tiankum. And so if he's anything like his brother, a block eater, Romney Fuga may be the most underrated player on that tremendous 2012 defensive team. So he is a guy that's straight out on a mission as well. A lot of people excited about Jeterius Goalie. BYU expanding the net, 6'3", 325 from Hoover, Alabama. This was an interesting get for BYU. Steve Kafusi went and got him. Uh, not a lot of attention, but this guy is massive. I mean, he is really big. Played on a state championship team. Hoover was featured on MTV a couple years ago. I mean, people kind of know that program. So fell under the radar, and BYU nabbed him, and I love it. Not a member of the LDS faith, but he loved his trip to BYU and committed Saturday on Twitter after the St. Mary's game. Hard to say no after that uh, that atmosphere in Provo, Utah. Yeah, said he, just, he loved his experience on campus in Provo, Utah. Jeterius Goalie, 6'3", 325 defensive lineman from Hoover, Alabama, will now play in BYU Blue. Linebacking core thus far coming in, the signees, Tyler Cook, 6'3", 220, out of Marietta, California, and Vista Marietta High School, another powerhouse program in SoCal. Really early commit, so they get lost in the shuffle, but this is a really good player. Cook, 4'5", speed, uh, number 37 outside linebacker in the country, number 45 overall from California, heavily recruited by teams like Washington and UCLA and Boise State and Arizona, so really good get for BYU. We are anticipating that more players will join as we are on the air today on BYU Sports Nation. So Up to four. If and when you hear the Cougar growl, you know that someone has just signed with the BYU Cougars. Cook looks like he's going to come to BYU for this fall, by the way. So he will play and then head out on a two-year mission after. He'll play one year and then be gone, which I think is now going to become the exception with the rule changes. Yeah, most of the guys, because you can go out when you're 18, will probably get their call while they're in high school. Then they can go straight, they can sign today or not, go straight out, uh, and then they come back and then they play. The defensive backs are an interesting story because BYU, with all of the guys coming back from injury, are going to get better immediately. 
Oh, they just get even deeper now with this recruiting class. Kavika Fanua, defensive back, 5'11", 185, out of Syracuse, Utah, and Syracuse High School. I like this group. You want a little bit of size. Uh, 5'11", 185 is big enough. Uh, 4'5", at a Nike Combine uh, for Fanua. Some people think he might be the best of the DBs out of this group. Isaiah Kafusi is an interesting get here for BYU. He played linebacker and wide receiver in high school. Out of Brighton High School in the Salt Lake City, Utah area, 6'2", They have him listed as a DB. Maybe, and this is just me going off on a limb, maybe he's big enough to slide over to a safety position. Yeah, it says defensive back. That could be corner or safety. That's right. This is Bronson Kafusi's cousin. So uh, Steve Kafusi's nephew uh, and a nice get for the Cougars as well. Tons of Kafusis in the program. We'll have another Kafusi discussed in that return missionary batch. One Bronson's little, younger brother. A little more closely related to Bronson Kafusi. Michael Shelton is a name that, if you are a fan of the show, you're, you're not unfamiliar with. He is a mid-year enrollee out of Raleigh, North Carolina. 5'8", 170, very talented cover guy and a defensive back for BYU. He's a top 100 corner, according to ESPN Nationally. Uh, enrolled in January, wanted to get a head start and get an opportunity to possibly play this year. 4'4", 340 speed. BYU is absolutely extending the boundaries of this recruiting net, and that's how we keep it rolling. Topic two. Widening the net. Listening to, listen to this, Jerem. Players from Kansas, Alabama, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Florida, Maryland, Oregon, Texas, Hawaii, Arizona, California, all being recruited by BYU. On BYUcougars.com, you can pull up a map as guys sign. You can see where they're from all over the country. BYU cast a wider net. There's different kinds of guys. There's uh, more guys that are not members of the LDS faith, and they're all over the country. I love it. I love it. BYU trying uh, to go a little farther, a little deeper. Again, if you're just joining the program, we have announced who has officially signed. We will get those names out as they come in, according to BYU. Thus far, and, and talking of states where guys have come from, uh, we we have this. Oh, you know what? Let's let's go to the junior college transfers right now. Or just transfers. Just There's transfers one that's in general. D one as well. We're going to start with the Division one transfer, Jordan Leslie, because this one is a little bit late and kind of a surprise. Uh, his name was added to the list a little bit late. Jordan yeah, this, Leslie. This emerged late. He's a transfer from UTEP. Guy Holiday, the wide receivers coach for BYU, was at UTEP. Leslie's a guy that graduated. He has uh, the option of going to a different school if he wants to pursue a different major. That's not always actually the case, but that's what's said. Uh, so Jordan Leslie will join the ranks here. 6'3", 210, led UTEP in receiving in 2012. can thank Guy Holiday, seriously, for that. Yeah. yeah the, the direct ties there. The recruit that a lot of people are really excited about is a guy named Devon Blackman. He was the quarterback in Fontana at Jamal Williams High School. When Jamal was a freshman or sophomore, he recruited. He was recruited initially by Oregon, signed with Oregon, played a few games with the Ducks, then transferred to Riverside City College. So he went the JUCO route, and now he comes to play for BYU. He is a big time player and brings immediate speed to the wide receiving core. BYU got two of the top fifteen junior college receivers this year. In, in Nick Kurtz, who we'll talk about in a moment, and Devon Blackman. Blackman originally signed at Oregon, actually played in three games yeah. in 2012, a, a four-star recruit coming out of high school. This is a really good get for BYU, a guy that can play two seasons at wide receiver. And when you're trying to replace guys like Hoffman and Friel and Falslev, you need some talent, and BYU got some talent. The wide receiving core was one of those concern areas, according to Bronco Mendenhall. Do you think he's concerned now? You hope that these guys can put up <laughs> some numbers, uh, but you're certainly bringing in guys that, on the surface, can help you right away. How do you replace Cody Hoffman? You don't, because Cody Hoffman is unique. I mean, you can't just replace greatest, Cody Hoffman. Arguably the greatest receiver in school history. You do not replace him. But with this crew coming in on signing day of Blackman and Die and Jordan Leslie, a Division One transfer from UTEP, who was a guy who had success in El Paso, Texas, and then we bring in Nick Kurtz, who is a highly coveted prospect from Grossmont Junior College in Southern California, the same school that produced Todd Watkins of BYU. That's right. He brings speed and height and great hands. Recruited by everybody. So the four receivers that BYU brings in, all African-American. BYU is widening the net. 
If you're just joining the program, they have already received commitments from players from Arizona, Texas, Kansas, California, Alabama, North Carolina, and then the three transfers we just mentioned, Houston, Texas, Jordan Leslie, and then a couple of guys from the JUCO ranks in California in Devon Blackman and Nick Kurtz. There are six players that BYU is still expecting from the high school ranks to sign. When they do sign, we'll mention it. Two of those guys are expected to announce their signing uh, later this afternoon. So stay tuned to Twitter. Uh, at BYU Sports Nation, we'll tweet those out as they come in. Uh, and if it happens during the show, we'll let you know. So how does it help right now? Topic three. The return missionary class is certainly interesting for BYU. There's so many of them this year. Last year there were four. This year there are 18. 18 return missionaries that are now eligible to play football for BYU. Talk about a boost. Bronco Mendenhall is dealing with something that really is unprecedented. We're talking almost 40 players between the signees, the transfers, and the return missionaries. That's almost 40 players. And of the guys that have signed, I'm told that only five right now of the guys, so six more need to come in, but of the guys that have signed from high school, Bushman, Chambers, Kafusi, uh, Da, and Fuga, Funga are going on mission straight out. So a lot of these guys are going to come in and play this year. In August, you're going to have this huge group of new guys, and there's some good talent in this group. That's why it's different. How it helps right now is because now there is opportunity for these guys to come back and immediately have an impact on the program. Because so many players are leaving for the missions early. That rule change, that mission change rule in the LDS community has allowed guys to just sign, go, and then come back and play four consecutive years, which is a huge advantage for BYU, I, I think. Yeah, and you need, you need some guys like Trey Dye to come in right now and play. Sure. Uh, if he replaces Falsev, I think that's a good thing. We'll see who else is in the program, but typically you've had a shorter, quicker guy in that position. So now you bring in the RMs. And one of the questions that we've proposed here of concern is that BYU only has three quarterbacks on the roster. Well, McCoy Hill is back from a mission. I'm not talking about a guy that's going to challenge Taysom for his spot, per se, but just to practice effectively and have enough quarterbacks to get all the reps that you need in and develop depth. He was a tight end a couple days ago. That has since changed to quarterback. He was the scout quarterback before his mission. So there's a quarterback. It's something, right? Yes. It's, it's something that they need. They only had three. It's, it's a way to fill a gap. Yeah, and they, you'd think they'd get one more in the mix somewhere, a preferred walk-on or something. Because these guys are scholarship guys we're talking about today. We're not talking about any walk-ons. Scholarship guys. They're in. How are you feeling about signing day? Tell us in 140 characters or less using the hashtag BYUSN. Some good ones coming in thus far. We'll get to those right now on the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Friend of the program, at Laser Sheep, he says signees are very diverse, which I like. I think the 18-year-old return missionaries are a bigger deal for me. The 18 RMs, sorry, are a bigger deal for me. I'm just ready to get some info in spring ball. Yeah, how, how much more exciting does spring ball become when you look at how many guys are coming back? Yeah, and I don't know the number of the uh, return missionaries uh, that will participate in spring ball quite yet. Uh, the high school guys, obviously... Uh, just one in Michael Shelton, and then the junior college or transfers, uh, Nick Kurtz. The rest of the guys will be come here in June, start lifting, start taking classes, and then in August start. But there, in terms of what the roster will look like in August, you're going to have this massive overhaul. And we'll break down the return missionaries a little bit later in depth, who's back, what they look like. Um, but yeah, what what is signing day to you? Uh, I liked one a moment ago, uh, said... Basically, the bridge to spring practice, plain and simple. <laughs> Let's get to spring practice. To me, the third most popular sport of BYU. At I Do Rock the Y says, how soon can the new receivers start working with Taysom? Some of them, I know that uh, Leslie and Blackman and Kurtz have all thrown with Taysom already. That is fantastic that news. On their visits, they threw with Taysom. How's and that Kurtz for an answer? Here. At 49er Coog, no work accomplished, addicted to Twitter and the interweb. <laughs> it's Watching signing day on social media is a life-changing experience. It is incredible how many people are invested in this. I can't handle ESPNU because it's just all like, I don't know who these people are There's in Mississippi so and Michigan and Washington on. and California. 
But BYU's, we know BYU's, um, and who is coming and what the impact is that they'll have, or at least what we think they'll have and when they're going and whatnot. We're going to break it all down. The return missionaries are a big theme that no one's really talking about, that they're 18, and we'll discuss those coming up. That's right. We're going to tell you how they help BYU football right now. We continue to get the latest news on National Signing Day. And based on one position, the wide receiving core, it has been an absolute home run day for BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation Signing Day. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. A huge day. This is just the beginning. If you like BYU football, make sure you're a part of BYU Radio and BYU TV today. Also follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Signing day coverage continues this afternoon on BYUTVSports.com at 3 Eastern with the live press conference with head coach Bronco Mendenhall. Then at 8 Eastern, catch your boy Spencer Linton and host an hour-long <laughs> special with yeah. Coach Mendenhall. He d- Bronco will discuss every high school uh, transfer and return missionary signee one by one on TV. That's at 8 Eastern. And then tomorrow... More coverage. Coach Mendenhall joins us in studio to break it down even more as we look ahead to the 2014 season and beyond. Maybe we'll slow jam the recruits with Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just got a tweet from uh, Jamal Williams' mother on Twitter. She said uh, she's at UCLA grad 90. One of our devoted listeners. I love this class. Double exclamation point. Diversity. Quadruple exclamation point. <laughs> Glad more athletes are realizing what BYU is all about for themselves. Triple exclamation point. So that is nine exclamation marks in that excitement. That is tremendous. To, to say the least. And she's, I think she's especially excited about Devon Blackman because that's the same high school as Jamal Williams, a new receiver for BYU. So two from that high school and a, a buddy for Jamal. It's a connection. I believe it was Summit High School in Fontana, there California. Let's have, let's have a hatback toss from Jamal to Devon Blackman or vice versa since Blackman yes. was a quarterback with Jamal. She had an earlier tweet saying, bring on the thunder and lightning. Very nice. Yes. BYU has thunder and lightning. How awesome is that? Manasseh Tonga and Fui Vakapuna. <laughs> that Part was just, two, a little, but with speed. That was just thunder and thunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's speed. Signees thus far, 14 have officially inked the, the uh, dotted line for BYU and have sent in the faxes. By the way, why do they still send in faxes? I don't have, know, have because we- UCLA did it electronically. I don't see why other teams aren't doing this. The fax machine? Is this the only way that fax <laughs> machines are staying in business? National Thank Letterman you, 10 day? signing day. One day a year and the fax machines are they, they have it going for them. Huge incoming class of talent, including return missionaries. We talked about that. Now we're about to break down the 18 RMs that can now come in and help BYU football. The total number of, of people coming back or signing today is somewhere in the high 30s, which is ridiculous. Bronco Mendenhall has a wealth of talent to go through. But let's start, start with the return missionaries and McCoy Hill. You talked a little bit about him, Jerem. He is a... Listed as a quarterback now, 6'5", 230, out of Sandy, Utah, and Jordan High School. Redshirted in 2011 on the team, was the scout squad quarterback. Good quarterback out of Jordan High. Not necessarily competing for the starting job right now, but will provide depth at quarterback. Listen to the size of these two tight ends coming back. This is juicy. Colby Jorgensen, 6'7", 230, and Matt Sumption, 6'8", 215. Hello! Yeah, Colby Jorgensen played in 2011, separated his shoulder during fall camp, ended up redshirting. Uh, then Matt Sumption, this guy went straight out on a mission. He can play basketball as well. He's really good. 6'8 tight end from Springville. Tremendous player. So BYU starts to bring in a bunch of tall trees. Bushman, I mentioned. Matt Bushman. 6'5. So, yeah, 6'5. And then you have Kurtz at 6'6. Mitch Matthews at 6'6. Colby Jorgensen at 6'7. Matt Sumption at 6'8. BYU becomes extremely tall. Jorgensen and Assumption, by the way, both 4A All-State first-teamers in 2010. Okay, to the offensive lineman coming back from the mission trip, as Jerem Jordan likes to call it, and as many broadcasters across the country Did like to call it. you go on a mission it. trip? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> Corbin Kafusi, little brother of Bronson Kafusi, 
He's 6'8", 240, and started Timfew High School. He was a D-lineman until yesterday. They switched him to offensive line. Uh, was, sorry, yeah, to offensive line uh, from Provo. So more Kafusis on the team. You're going to have three. The defense. The reason why there are so many changes on the defensive line is because there is a there's just a plethora of players there. So that's creating all these position changes. That's why Bronson's going to linebacker, and you're Tony seeing Canuch is going from D line to O line. You're seeing a shuffle because there's so much size and talent there that they got to spread the wealth to the other positions. BYU ends up signing D linemen. They end up signing six at a high school, and then when uh, they're waiting for three more there, but then. When you look at the RMs, and then you have five. So 11 guys, D-linemen today, signed or RM'd. So Man. that's why Bronson's becoming a linebacker. They have a ton of depth there. Continuing with the return missionary offensive line. Ului Lapuaho. Good West pronunciation. Nice Thank word. you very much. 5A All-State first teamer in 2010 as well. Ranked number 20 among state prospects by Rivals.com at the time. His dad played at BYU. Big dude, 6'7", another tall tree. Rob, I believe, was his dad's name. Yes. Manu Mulitalo, 6'2", 340. How big, is the, how big is the offensive line going to be for BYU? Hopefully they can play well. BYU's never had trouble getting... Big the, guys. The, yeah, big guys. It's just, can they put it together? So, uh, Mulitalo, he played in one game as a redshirt freshman back in uh, 2011 prior to mission. Now we go to Oklahoma and Brian Rawlinson, another offensive lineman. He's 6'5", 285, so not as big, but he provides that height. Big dude, Brian Rawlinson, coming from Ulaga, Oklahoma. Who knows if that's how you say it. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We can, we can confirm that with Brian later. You Google it. Uh, <laughs> Tulsa World All-Metro Selection, Mustang Honor Award, and uh, a guy that was recruited heavily by North Texas, Oklahoma State, Utah, and Tulsa. That's just the offensive line returning missionaries. Now the defense. Philip Amoni. I remember him. Uh, went straight out on a mission. He's from Florida. Tore his ACL senior, so he hasn't played in really three years, but uh, a chance to be a good linebacker for BYU. Austin Heater. No relation to John Heater in Napoleon Dynamite. We don't know that. Uh, he's from Pleasant Grove, <laughs> Utah. Uh, was a first-team 5A uh, All-State guy. Played in five games uh, at fullback in 2011. I remember Troy Hines, oh, outside this guy's, line, 6'5", 235 this guy's from Davis High School. He he was recruited by a lot of people. Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Georgia Tech, Colorado, Michigan, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Stanford, UCLA, and so forth. This guy's legit. <laughs> number one prospect out of Utah. That year went straight out on a mission. Four-star recruit. He was a D-lineman in high school. He is now a linebacker. Wow! That linebacking crew. 6'5", 235. That's a tall linebacker. So you, That's a Alani Fua. You've got Alani Fua, but bigger than Alani Fua. Big, yes, like, why, yes. He's, he's heavier than Troy, Alani Fua. Troy Hines has a chance to be kind of the next uh, Rob Morris, Brandon Ogletree, like the inside linebacker. Well, he's listed at outside, so never mind. Uh, maybe they find a place for him on the field this year. BYU loads up at linebacker. I love it. Maybe he has a freight train whistle part two. In honor of was, Rob Morris. That was the only thing that was fun about the 98 season. <laughs> it was the, the freight train <laughs> whistle. You know you're good when they're doing that for you. Va'a Niumatalolo. And you may recognize that last name from Ken Niumatalolo, the head coach of the Naval Academy. It is his son, and he comes to BYU from Annapolis, Maryland. He redshirted in uh, 2011, so now he's back to play linebacker for the Cougars. Now to Adam Pulsifer, 6'2", 230 from Temecula, California, Temecula Valley High School. I wonder if he knows Skylar Ridley, also from Temecula. Probably. I bet they do. A guy that, again, signed in 2011, went straight out on a mission. Defensive lineman, Tanner Balderi. Defensive lineman of 6'3", 230 out of Sherwood, Oregon. And you can see the diversity, the number of states that all these guys are coming from. So the, the funny thing is the recruiting for BYU – as many have noted on Twitter and, and sent messages into, uh, to our show today, hello, we'll see you in three or four years on the field, okay? Some, these, of, some these, of the guys. These guys are back. They might see the field this year. Listen, of the, of the 38 or so guys, I mean, most are going to be here. We're talking 30-plus. Steven Richards, 6'4", 240. So a little bit undersized for a defensive lineman. Doesn't mean he can't put on weight. He was 5A All-State Honorable Mention. 
and he's he had 30 receptions for 393 yards and four touchdowns as a tight end. So he's a guy with great hands on the defensive line, which is big. Went straight out on a mission as well. Another guy that got added late, uh, Tanner Baldery uh, from Sherwood, Oregon, nearby where my wife's yeah. from, rival high school actually. One of my production assistants said, man, he's from Sherwood. It was the rival. And he's like, oh, I don't like that jersey. Uh, defensive lineman. He replaced Baker Pritchard. Baker Pritchard, BYU thought he was coming back to play for the Cougars. He transferred to Oregon State. Graham Rowley comes to BYU from Waialua, Hawaii. And 6'4", 280. So we go back to the islands for Graham. Every time I say his name, I want to say it in the English accent. Now, now Graham Rowley is a Palangi. Graham Rowley. <laughs> Graham played uh, he played in all 13 games his freshman year started three games at defensive end he's one of those guys that like uh, Travis Tuiloma who is also coming back from a mission from Topeka, Kansas that played in as a freshman coming back the, that's the reason you don't need Bronson to play D-line necessarily and I, to me that's sort of an experiment we'll ask Bronco tomorrow on the show is Bronson Kofusi is that going is that happening I mean, is that is this just? Are you just trying to see what it looks like in spring, and then you'll go from there? Or is that happening? You have depth on the defensive line. These RMs are going to come back, and they can play. Of all the positions, easiest to come back from mission, just play D line. I know a lot of people want to talk about well, what's happening now? Who signed today? Who are the new high school kids today? That is important, but these guys are going to have an impact now. The 2010 2011 recruiting class for BYU. Was fantastic. Those are the guys that are that are starting in many cases. It's rare that Jamal Williams comes in and starts as a freshman and sets records and does that. That's rare. The skill positions, that's great. Um, and you get some transfers. They play right away. But these these return missionaries, they're kind of, they're the guys in the trenches that you really need. I remember this is notable because uh, when I when I heard about Troy Hines and all these guys coming in, I had the thought, man, I hope I hope that that I'm close to the program or I can watch these guys play in a few years. Little did I know that I would be here doing BYU Sports Nation. Now I'm going to see them up close and personal. This this was a signature class for Bronco Mendenhall. When he signed all of these guys, these linebacker specials, uh, linebacker specials and these, these defensive guys that can absolutely play football, this was a great class for BYU. Now you're going to see it paid off. We just got another signee. This just in. Chandon Herring. From Gilbert, Arizona, a six foot seven, two hundred seventy pound freshman from Perry High School, becomes the third offensive lineman that BYU assigned this morning, along with Austin Chambers and T. John Karoma. Austin six five two ninety seven, Karoma six foot two fifty five. Number seventy three offensive tackle uh, by ESPN.com. Bronco Mendenhall is going to tell you he doesn't care about stars in the rankings. I think there's some value to them. Like, are they even good? On film, do people generally think that they're a good player? That's not always necessarily the case for BYU. A couple of BYU guys, you think, oh, I, they're kind of two-star under the radar. Guess what? Dennis Pitt and Chad Lewis came to BYU without a scholarship. They were not mentioned on signing day. Taysom Hill and Riley Nelson the last two starting quarterbacks. became the quarterback and had nothing on signing day. I mean, Taysom committed to Stanford, didn't sign, went on his mission, came back, transferred. So there is that angle to signing day, but... It sure is exciting to at least have the possibility of these guys coming in. So Chandon Herring, a moment ago, newest signee. BYU now waits for a couple more guys. Uh, five on the high school radar that BYU is still waiting to sign. It gives BYU 15 signees as of right now. Three more return missionaries to get to quickly. You brought up Travis Tuiloma out of Topeka, Kansas. Uh, he played in all 13 games for BYU as a redshirt freshman in 2011. So he's a guy that knows the program, will help. A bolster up that BYU defense immediately. Kesney Tasinga, 6'1", 285, defensive lineman out of South Jordan, Utah, and Bingham High School. So he comes from that Bingham pipeline of awesomeness in the state of Utah. And then a kicker, Corey Edwards out of, not Hurricane, it's Hurricane. Hurricane. Hurricane, Don't, don't get Utah. that wrong. The grand-nephew of Lavelle Edwards. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So a kicker. The kicking spot's open for next year. It's it's up for grabs. That takes care of the return missionaries. BYU Sports Nation bringing signing day to you, unlike no other. That's that's we've just broke broken down all the RMs and then everyone that signed with high school and Jason and uh, transfers. So how do you feel about signing day this far? Sum it up in 140 characters or less using the hashtag BYUSN. We'll get to some more of your responses right after the break. 
And with the Olympic opening ceremonies just a day away, how ready is Sochi, Russia for the Games? Well, guess what? One of our BYU TV employees is on location. Dave McCann joins us from Russia next. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Oh, by the way, BYU basketball, back to work tomorrow night at home. Are they still playing? After a big win against St. Mary's last Saturday, Nate Austin and the Cougars will host Santa Clara. You can watch the game live on ESPNU starting at 9 p.m. Mountain, 11 Eastern. Another late tip Another late one. But a big game for BYU against Santa Clara. San Francisco Saturday as well. Keep it going down the back nine. Did you hear? It's signing day. I have heard. Oh. It's an exciting day. It really is. 26 days until spring practice. Coverage continues this afternoon after BYU Sports Nation on BYUTVSports.com. Three Eastern, one Mountain with a live press conference. Coach Bronco Mendenhall taking the podium there. Then at 8 Eastern, I will host an hour-long special with the aforementioned Coach Mendenhall discussing each and every high school transfer and signee one by one on BYU TV. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, Coach Mendenhall will join us to break down signing day even more as we look ahead to the 2014 season and beyond. We'll revisit the signees and top headlines in just a moment, but now we welcome in Dave McCann, all the way from Sochi, Russia. He's getting set for the Winter Olympics and coverage with KSL, a station in Salt Lake City, Utah. Dave, my first question is, how's the food, man? Food is awesome. We've got uh, the NBC commissary here, and they've got a chef or chefs in there (laughs) 24-7. Everything you can imagine is in there, and uh, so I'm not drinking the water outside, uh, and not sure what I can eat out in the community, so I don't have to worry about that because it's all right here. Fair enough. And so it's good. Uh, you know, a few riders here and there have some lousy accommodations, but not us. We're we got lucky, so I'm no complaints. What time is it there? It is twenty to ten uh, p.m. So you're about on, ready to go to bed. Yeah. In fact, my daughter just texted me and said, hey, uh, good luck today. We'll be watching at 10 o'clock. And before she sees me at 10, I'm going to go home, go to bed for the night, get up, have breakfast, come back here, and do our 10 o'clock p.m. newscast. (laughs) Kyle Chilton, the the men's basketball sports information director, just asked me to ask you, does your hotel room have a doorknob and light bulbs? Yeah, we got everything. We're in great shape. I got running hot water. Um... You know, in the, the venues, there's a lot of things that aren't done, but uh, the, the important things are, and the athletes we talk to, I love the tracks and the, the ice, the skating rinks. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there on the Internet. That's, and I'm not a spokesman for Mr. Putin, but there's a lot out there on the Internet uh, about this is bad and this is bad. We just haven't seen it, and we haven't had uh, athletes complain about it. And so... From everything that I got, it's it's sweet. It's 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 uh, it's different, but it's good. Dave McCann, host of BYU TV's True Blue and anchor at KSL in Salt Lake City, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Dave, I know you've only been there a little bit. What's the best thing you've seen so far in Sochi? You know, the coolest thing is uh, how we are received by everybody because Salt Lake City hosted the 2002 games Um, and whether they're athletes or media from around the world or the people here uh, when they find out we're from Utah and uh, uh, find out we're from Salt Lake City that's what they think about I had a guy a Russian volunteer um, young man today as I was going through security check and he looked at me and he said where are you from and his in his broken English, and I said, Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, he goes, uh, your basketball team is the Utah Jasmine, right? And I go, yes, <laughs> we are the Jasmine. <laughs> just left Close enough. That. But he was trying hard. I wasn't going wasn't gonna to fix him there. And then, uh, and then we were walking through security at a different place, and a young Russian lady uh, looks up, asks us where we're from, and we said, Salt Lake City, Utah. And in her broken English, she goes, so you've come over here to to see if Russia can do the Olympics as good as Salt Lake? 
and we're just like, yes, we are. That's our mission. <laughs> so they're all trying hard, and and uh, but I think that's been the coolest. Whether they've been uh, uh, Utah athletes or connections with Utah athletes, we spent some time up on the mountain with Kate Hansen yesterday, the Luge BYU sophomore, and she was excited to see us because we represent home and and. Uh, uh, and then it was fun to talk to someone with with ties to BYU, and she's pretty proud of that. Uh, talked about the all those students back at school cheering for her this next week, and we have an interview with her that'll be Sunday night, and a lot of Utahns will be able to see it and see her personality and and all that. So those are probably the coolest things. I spent a lot of time with Vi uh, Sikam, but his workspace is right behind mine. Uh, That's trouble. He, and. Uh, Yes, we were we were discussing the recruits. The, the advantage of being a day ahead is Vi and I already know all the BYU signees, and we knew them about ten hours ago. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's one or two that you're still waiting on. I'm not going to spoil it because I already know who it is. Oh, oh, come on, Dave McCann knows all. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to ask you about the BYU connections. You mentioned Delush Coog, Kate Hansen. We've enjoyed uh, her on the show a couple times here. Vaisekama. I know Todd Harris. Uh, BYU graduate will do some snowboarding. Have you seen any other BYU uh, shirts or people from BYU in Sochi? I've heard from the police that um, Julian is, is somewhere over here. <laughs> One of our production on staff doing audio yeah. over there. Scott Sandstrom from um, BYU Broadcasting is also there representing. Andy Rosenberg is a is a director with NBC. He's my next-door neighbor up in Provo. Um and uh, we were up on the mountain. I didn't see him, but uh, uh, but the you know the the whole world's here, which is just just amazing. You think NBC owns the Olympics, but really they just own the North American rights, no matter how much they pay. And we're in this gigantic international broadcasting center, and you walk to another wing, and there's uh, Canadian television. They got all their rights, and and just at all the continents almost have their their. Uh, Blocks of and and inside every room, it's all the same: computers and cameramen and equipment and and uh, and suddenly you realize that they're not the American games and they're not NBC's games. NBC's just a little player in this global operation that, uh, for the most part, has very little interest in how we see things. It's all about their then their country, who they're following, and and uh, and their stories. Where we're over here captivated with our own but it's such a big deal i think that's the first time i've been to the olympics i'm just kind of looking around just going this is just huge this makes the nfl look like a t-ball outfit Wow! and in our country we know how big the nfl is so it's really amazing dave mccann live from sochi russia getting ready for the winter olympics on byu sports nation with spencer linton and jerem jordan okay dave uh let's talk about the luge coup kate hansen a little bit i think she's a really fun laid-back personality as you talked to her yesterday what kind of an impression did you get from her of in terms of expectations of perhaps meddling in the luge well she just did really well over in europe uh at the world cup and I think was the first American to win there, um, I don't know, in 30, 40 years. So she's got that coming in. She's, she's loose as a goose and just seems to be enjoying the moment. Um, you know, the, the Germans are the, the unit to beat, and uh, they've beaten them this year, and she's beaten them this year. So she's got that going for, uh, you know, I, I, I said, well, what... Outside of just hanging on, what do you think about when you're going down the ice? And she goes, you know, just focused on what's in front of you. You don't even realize how fast you're going or or, uh, or what's going on around you. But And she seems to have an ability to do that, to focus on on getting down there as fast as she can. Um, she she just looks so young. And, and there's all these Olympians, at least so many of these Olympians, are young and tiny. And you just go, oh, Really? Um, you do you go that fast, and uh, and she's got a great personality to go along with it. I I think she's got a good shot. I, you know, the, no American has ever meddled in the luge, um, especially on the women's side. So she can make history with a good run, let alone just uh, personal history. She can make American history. So wow. she seems to be up for it. A little nervous, but her family will be here, and and. Uh, 
you know, she's on top of the world. And literally, that run is on top of the world. <laughs> yeah. You go up to, to the mountain resort, and they had to make all the snow, but they made a lot of it, and it looks ominous. Um, and there's a little cliff right at the top that looks like where the Grinch lives. I mean, it's it's kind of a... <laughs> nice. It's, it's really an amazing thing to look at. Um, but they love it. It's all lit up for night runs, and looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, last question for Dave McCann, live from Sochi. We've been breaking down signing day the whole show. What do you think of signing day? Well, we've been through a lot of these, and uh, and I know what Blaine would say. It's it's uh, anything that looks good on paper um, doesn't necessarily translate into action on the field. And there's no better example of that uh, more than Cody Hoffman, who wasn't even recruited by anybody, um, and then he's BYU's all-time leading receiver, and Kyle Van Noy is another one of those stories of, of uh, stumbling a little bit out of the gate, coming out of high school, and, and how he finished as one of BYU's all-time greats. And then there were all those guys rated higher than them that we can't even remember their names. Um, but we need to get some size on the line. It looks like that's there, and, and, uh, and, and at linebacker. So I think it looks pretty good, you know. They didn't offer me this year, which – for the 46th consecutive season. Disappointing. <laughs> I'll have to deal with that. But, but I was out of the country, so I don't know if they mailed something to me and I missed it. Uh, they faxed it to you. They, I don't think it worked. The beauty of signing day is you get done, and then we can get on to practice, and then before you know it, we get on to Connecticut, and then the best time of the year is back. So I'm always glad to see signing day end so we can get through an hour of Bronco talking about it and then get into the action. But this year, you guys get to take care of that. So best of luck with that, Spencer. I understand the True Blue went good, so proud of you. And, uh, um, you know. Thanks for handing out the reins, by the way. No, I, you know, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity. True Blue uh, was, was a good run, and uh, we want you to enjoy the Olympics. Look forward to hearing about the experiences there. Enjoy the opening ceremonies, and uh, we'll hold down the fort while you're in Russia. Hey, the last thing I want to do is hear from one of our Russian fans that said, hey, the show didn't go so well last night. <laughs> We're huge in, in Moscow, I hear. You know what? <laughs> We're huge everywhere. That's what's amazing about BYU TV. I'll do my best, and as will Jerem. Dave, thanks for the time. Have uh, fun. Sleep well, and good luck with your 10 p.m. newscast when you wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> thanks, guys. I'll see you in a few weeks. All right, Dave. Dave McCann joining us live from Sochi, Russia. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we recap today's signees. What was the, what has been the biggest signing group thus far? Probably the wide receivers. We'll talk about that, what that means for BYU football. And a shout-out to a BYU basketball signee. And another one just committed a big one. We'll tell you who it is after the break. This is Stay BYU with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill has another big-time teammate coming in, just signed with the Cougars. And this one might be the biggest signing of the day, Fred Warner. Welcome to BYU football. Says no to Washington, USC, Nebraska, and yes to BYU. You know that hat guy you were talking about, Jerem? BYU got a hat guy. We just got one. It doesn't always work out. The Iggy's experience with Jake Heaps, Zach Stout, Ross Oppo. I mean, none of, uh, well, Ross Oppo, BYU's hoping that uh, he has a tremendous senior season. It's been a good receiver, but I think BYU expected a little more out of him. BYU doesn't typically get the hat guy. So they get Fred Warner, a four-star guy. Uh, rated the 15th best outside linebacker in the nation. In the nation. Turned down some notable teams. And like you mentioned, probably the most talented high school guy out of the group on paper. Who knows what it means in the future? But you know what? It's exciting right now that that Fred Warner, not a member of the LDS faith, chose BYU over some other notable schools in the Pac-12. Named All-California first team by USA Today out of San Marcos, California, and Mission Hills High School. He is an immediate impact player for BYU on paper. You hope it translates to the field. Listen, I'm, it's tough to compare someone to Kyle Van Noy, but when you look at him uh, on, on 
and video what he actually looks like, he reminds me of a young Kyle Van Noy, which is exciting because he's got a chance to come in, develop. Van Noy was not a starting every game, dominating as, as a freshman. As a sophomore, he started to emerge. And so Warner will come in and play uh, and hopefully have an impact for the Cougars. Big get, Fred Warner. Listen to these numbers. He didn't play full games. He, he played like half games in five of his ten regular season contests. He recorded 90 tackles, 24 tackles for loss. Does that sound like Kyle Van Noy? That sounds good. Yep. By the way, four guys still on BYU's high school radar that they're hoping to sign today, one of which will announce at 12.55. The other three, BYU's hoping to get a little sooner than that. Let's talk about the wide receiving core just for a moment. Devon Blackman, Nick Kurtz, Trey Dye, Jordan Leslie. Jordan Leslie. BYU signs four wide receivers. Zero quarterbacks or running backs, by the way. Because you have two juniors, so next year you can sign those guys. That is a wealth of talent at the wide receiver position after you lose Cody Hoffman, which is enormous. And Skylar Ridley and Kane Akua Friel. So you have Mahina and Thompson at tight end, but who's going to, I mean, you have Ross back, Mitch Matthews. Uh, who are the guys that are going to replace Falslev and Hoffman? Guys who contributed for three seasons. That's a big hole. So you hope that Blackman, Kurtz, Leslie, Die, that they can in some combination, fill that void. Because I think BYU needs to pass the ball really effectively. I think BYU will run for more yards next year. But you've got to be able to pass the ball. Don't forget you can watch Bronco Mendenhall tonight on BYU TV at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, a one-hour signing day special, breaking down all the recruits. And, our, don't, and remember, Bronco joining us on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow for extended signing day coverage. He's going to have some time to process these thoughts and players. He's going to give us the good stuff tomorrow right here on this show. Fred Warner is LDS, by the way. My bad. Fred Warner is a member of the church and so has a chance to come in and be a tremendous linebacker for the Cougars. That's a big get. BYU's not always going to get the good LDS guys. There's too many good programs, too many good players now. So to get a good LDS player is tremendous. Our rise and shout. How about to all the signees and to one of our own. Caitlin Jenny, one of our live sports producers, surgery day for her in 45 minutes. Had a skiing accident. This is like this is like tough girl stuff right here. Tore ACL, MCL, LCL, meniscus. She's going in for a new knee. And she says on Twitter, "Surgery day, excited for the new recruits and a new knee." Hashtag BYOS and Caitlin, what is up? Good luck with surgery. We're rooting for you. Get her done. Thanks to Mitch Harper, by the way, for the heads up on Warner being LDS. So tremendous, tremendous show today, breaking down the recruits. It continues at 3 Eastern on BYUtvsports.com and 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Love this last week coming from Matt Bridger Hill. I grew up watching James Die. I'm excited to watch the sequel, hashtag Die Hard 2. D-Y-E. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks to our guest Dave McCann today, live from Sochi, Russia. And everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Shaline, production assistants uh, Spencer King and Alan Miller, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. All of your signing day updates will be there. Our episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. BYU.